Hi everyone and welcome. Um, today we're going to be talking about purchasing a new car and the things that you should be aware of. And I know with the pandemic and the shortage supplies uh, that are going around, I know like I drove by, like it was, I think it was the Ford Motor dealership and there's like barely any cars on the lot whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But we do know that the supply routes are going to be getting fixed within the next you know, a couple of months or whatnot. So new cars are going to be available and these are some of the things that you should consider when purchasing a new car. You're listening to The Financial Architect for Canadians with Alin Gottroy and Glenn Baccaro. So the key, I've had clients come to me after the fact once they purchased a vehicle and you don't realize all of the little fees and charges that start to add up. So I actually bought a new car in July and I started looking in January. So I did my homework, did some research, um, laid back and forth. You know, do I take money from my investment account? Do I finance it? What should I do? Um, so just here are a few things that I did. Uh, so the dealership that I went to, their financing was 1.98%, which is pretty cheap. Uh, so I looked at it and said, okay, I could take money out of my investment account, pay cash, or I could finance it. And my investments have made, they did extremely well last year. So for me, it made sense to take a bit of money from my tax-free savings. I had some money I had accumulated in my bank account. Um, so I financed uh, the majority of my vehicle at the 1.98%, um, replenished my tax-free savings account, like the money that I had taken out last year. A few things to consider. So make sure you shop around. Um, I don't see a whole lot of 0% financing right now. Um, I think it's because, like you said, there's a shortage. So yeah. why are they going to give you 0% financing to get the cars off the lot when the cars are going off the lot? So the key is to determine, can you do direct financing through the dealership? Um, I've seen clients um, take that take money from a bank loan. The key, though, is to make sure that you shop around and get the best loan possible because when interest rates are low, banks aren't making a whole lot of money unless the um, interest rate that they charge you is a bit higher. So the key is to shop around those rates. I've also had some clients take money from a line of credit to pay for a vehicle. My caution there, though, is that um, typically when you have a line of credit, uh, you'll have a minimum payment. Uh, but if you just have that minimum payment, it's not necessarily as much as you would be paying down on a regular basis on a vehicle loan. So if you're looking to borrow money against a line of credit, I would say that's likely something for somebody that's a bit more of a disciplined, you know, saver, investor, diligent about putting money down. Someone who's good with their money. You don't want it to take you 10 years to pay off a vehicle. Right. Another thing too, my philosophy, you know, you may or may not agree with me. You know, you see these, you know, pay off a car in, you know, 84 months or 96 months, which is seven or eight years. In my opinion, if you cannot afford to pay off a car within five years, and again, people may disagree with me, but I've been doing this for 18 years. If you cannot afford to pay off a vehicle in five years, if you can't afford that financing payment, then you probably cannot afford that car. Because think about what can happen in 84 months, seven years. That's the point where things are starting to break down. You have these major repairs. You're at the point where it's like, okay, now it's time to look at a new vehicle. And then you never have that break of having a year or two of, you know, say $500 a month or $700 a month payments where you can be yeah, socking away that money. Paying for something. Exactly. Yeah. So I find that, um, you know, over the years, people that um, aren't doing as well with their finances, you know, you got a husband and wife where both have vehicle payments and it's like, it seems like they never get away from the vehicle payments. And a lot of times that happens because you're financing it over a longer time period. So you want a shorter term is what you're looking for. And you want to really calculate mathematically in your finances to make sure that you can pay off the car within five years. 
Yes. And also a caution if you're buying a used vehicle. Um, I have one client that uh, sticks out in my mind. I wish she would have come to me before she bought the vehicle, um, but she traded in a car and you start looking at all the financing fees and everything else. And she bought a $30,000 van that was a few years old and the fees and everything that added up, it was like $5,000 in fees. And I thought, wow. why on earth, you know, and again, she, you know, we could have had that discussion about, do you take some money out of your investments? That's the advantage of having a financial advisor that you can call when you make one of those big purchases. Does it make sense? Because, you know, I would have advised her a little bit differently because, um, you know, not every dealership is going to work in the best interest of the client at the end of the day. You know, you got some interesting salespeople out there Um, in this lady's case, um, you know, nice lady. But I think. Um, with a little bit of education and, you know, maybe asking them to sharpen their pencils a little bit, she wouldn't have paid so much in fees for financing because it just seemed like a lot. When you start looking at all the line items and um, how things were done, she paid a lot more for financing than she probably should have. So a big tip to take away from that one is to always consult with your financial professional before you make a big purchase such as a vehicle, because they can guide you in the right direction and hopefully help you cut some costs and not have you pay so much through the nose for the fees. I got an interesting fact for you that, you know, when they say that when a car leaves a lot, it depreciates already, Mm -hmm. they don't all depreciate at the same rate, actually. And I I was doing some research on that. And for example, uh, a Fiesta, well, it's a Fiat, sorry. A Fiat will lose more value than a Toyota Tacoma or a 4Runner over three years. Hmm. So. Basically, the tip to take away from there is to make sure to research the top car in the segment that you're looking to buy and then pick your favorite and make sure that it it's going to lose depreciation, but see what the time span is on it where it's going to lose depreciation because you might be able to get an extra few more years out of it before it starts losing the depreciation. So I thought that was a cool thing that I found. Ash, I'm glad you brought it up. It make, made me think of something. When I bought my vehicle and I called the insurance company um, to say, I'm purchasing this new vehicle, you know, what are the costs? And the lady asked me, she said... Um, do you want to add a depreciation rider onto your vehicle? And I said, well, what's that? She said, well, you know, you drive off the lot and you get an accident, say in a year from now, um, you know, what you paid for your vehicle, you want to make sure that you recoup that. And I thought, well, yeah, I'm getting a more expensive vehicle. I like that feature. Um, somebody actually hit my car a few months ago, if you remember that. Somebody hit my car. Thankfully, it wasn't, uh, you know, it was just a little tap. It ended up um, actually adding up to be a fair amount. So I didn't, it wasn't a total write-off, but you know, afterwards I thought, well, thank goodness I had that depreciation labor. Like what if something happened to my car was a write-off? I bought it in July. This happened in October. I had my car for three months and a lady just pulled out on a red and hit me. And, uh, so something else to consider is when you talk to your insurance company, I had no idea this was a waiver that was available because, this is my first time I've ever, at 41 years old, bought a brand new car. I've never, ever in my life ever bought a new car. This is the first Congrats. brand new off the lot, new to me, new to anybody car. Um, so something else to consider if you're buying a more expensive vehicle, you may want to check out that depreciation rider. I had no idea it even existed. So hopefully I don't need to worry about that because if somebody else <laughs> pulls awesome. out in front of me and hits my car again, we might <laughs> Another wrong. thing that you might want to consider too, and uh, this is from my personal experience and I think from yours too, if I remember this correctly, when I got my first pickup truck way back when I was in my early 20s, I believe it was, I had a family member that actually helped me out. They lent me the money to buy the vehicle and we made out uh, a payment schedule plan Mm -hmm. where I had to pay them back within X amount of years. So I think it was like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks a month 
And we basically, we did it old school. We had a piece of uh, a notebook and we marked down the date and how much I paid mm -hmm. every month and went through that. And I remember being so satisfied when I handed in that last payment, yeah. but it was great because it, he didn't charge me, you know, interest or whatnot. It was a family member. And it, if you have that type of relationship with, you, you know, your parents or even an uncle or, you know, somebody that you're really close to that would be willing to finance your purchase and do it at an interest-free rate, then you're totally winning. So this totally speaks to you, like being nice to people and being close to those that you know are <laughs> yeah. part of your family. Because I know I wouldn't have been able to afford that truck had um, had I not come to this arrangement. I think you told me the same thing. Yeah, I, my first car. Um, my grandfather passed away and he left me five thousand dollars. So I put that as a down payment, and then my stepdad um, put the vehicle. I bought a nineteen ninety seven Dodge Neon. So that just shows how old I am now. Um, <laughs> and I just I paid it up. He put on his line of credit. And over five months, I had a part-time job. I worked at Zeller's and I just, I would pay him. And he's like, no, give me more. So within five months, I had that vehicle paid off. Wow, good for you. And uh, it, it worked out really well. So because we had gone through um, talking to them about financing and it just did make, he said, I might as well just loan, loan you the money off my line of credit. It's much cheaper than taking the financing rate at a used vehicle lot. Right. So again, it comes back to doing your homework and negotiating right um so i think really that's the key or like you said if you have a family member that maybe can loan you money off a line of credit you have your own line of credit but again the key is being diligent about paying it off right i've seen people that have put vehicles on lines of credit and i swear to god they still <laughs> they still have them like 10 years later so the key is having a plan and sticking to it if you're going to do that being diligent and good with your money yeah um, okay, take me back to the beginning where you were talking about how your investments were doing good at a, a specific rate mm -hmm. where you were able to lease your vehicle for the lower rate. Could you explain a little bit more on that? So I per I purchased my vehicle. Right. So I laid out, like I said, I, I started oh, yeah, in January leasing, sorry, yes. of 2021 looking at a vehicle. So finally by July, I'm like, okay, I know which vehicle I want. And I looked and said, okay, my investments had done very well in 2021 and they were offering a 1.98% financing. So I thought, so what was the percentage you were getting on your investments? Like, oh, 2021, uh, like in the 20% range. I mean, wow, I'm a very aggressive investor. Yeah. So my, you no, know, my investments fantastic. did really well. So I looked and said, okay, you know, I had $15,000 sitting in my bank account and I thought, well, you know what? I looked at how much my TFSA had grown the first part of the year. And I thought, okay, I'll take 15,000 of growth out. I've since replenished that. So I put 30,000 out down on my vehicle and then I finance the rest at 1.98%. That's cool. Yeah. That's really good. All right. Anything you want to end with? Any last minute tips or anything? Just, you know what? The I think the biggest thing about having a financial advisor, I always have clients call and ask my opinion. You know, asking the salesperson what their opinion is probably not the best bet because they're if you don't buy a car, they're not getting a check. So, you know, if you're watching this and you're not sure and you want to bounce an idea off of somebody you know, just make sure you get all of those numbers up front before you sign on the dotted line, because I've seen so many purchase agreements after the fact. And I think, man, if, you know, somebody would have done a little bit more homework or shopped around a little bit more, a vehicle purchase, if you're financing a vehicle, you're, again, potentially paying for, you know, five to eight years. Right. Just like when you're buying a house and you're shopping around for a mortgage, you're smart about it. You, you know, negotiate rates. You want to do the same thing about your vehicle. It's a big purchase. So if you're not sure, consult a financial advisor. That's part of what we do is make sure that your overall financial health and well-being is taken care of. So make sure you get in touch to make sure that you're making the best decision possible. 
And on that note, I'm going to thank you for tuning in to the Financial Architect for Canadians, where we're giving you the tools to build a solid foundation for your finances. Have a great day.